Next on BYU Sports Nation, the candidate pool for a new BYU football coach narrowed by one. What happens now in the Cougars' search for a gridiron captain? We go two-on-one with Utah head coach Kyle Winningham. What is what BYU does that has his undivided attention? Plus Tanner Mangum on not running the triple option and Devon Blackman on what a touchdown catch would mean to him. Listen, we don't dance. We throw words. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from the Hard Rock Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision from the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's still cold, and we're still happy to be here. 37 degrees. <laughs> it's colder than yesterday. Presented by the BYU hey. Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Thursday, December 17th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with X-Wing mechanic, Jerem Jordan. Listen, earlier this morning I said something that you got you and Ben Bagler, our producer, like, what? I said, today is only the seventh time in the Earth's history that today has happened. I'm like, I'm trying to relate it to like, like a BYU coaching search or that something. That a Star Wars movie is released. <laughs> today is the day. Today's the day. We can throw out one, two, and three, by the way. But four, five, six, and now seven. We are going to watch the movie tonight at the Palms. And it's going to be awesome. I bought the tickets last night. There's no, uh, there's general admission. So we're going to have to show up early and wait in line. By we, I mean me. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I'll, you're going to go save our spots, I'll show, right? I'll sit there for hours. I'll just look at Twitter like everybody else on the coaching <laughs> search. Text my sources. Oh. It'll have fun. It's going to be great. I cannot wait. And whoever the fans are that are creating the BYU-Utah, the Holy War There was Awakens a part trailers. two last yes, night. there was trailer number two that was released. Like, bra- bravo. Oh, my bravo goodness. Bravo to you. Early rising show. For seizing the, mo- the moment and the opportunity uh, of what is happening with Star Wars and BYU-Utah in the to same To me, week. the priorities go like this. Star Wars, coaching search, BYU-Utah. Okay, we'll lose one of those after tonight. Wait, Star Wars is number one? Star Wars is number one right now, man. Wow, you are... <laughs> You are next level. I bought Star tickets Wars, for man. January. I know you to love a it. Showing of wow. Star Wars at El Capitan in L.A. By the way, <laughs> that'll be at least the fifth time I go see. I am so excited. Your wife bought me a shirt. Yes, she did. That I, I'm not wearing right now. I should have because it's too cold. But I appreciate that, Brittany. I appreciate that. It's uh, Darth Vader sitting at a piano with a Christmas backdrop. Yes, we should show that on the show tomorrow. I think that we just painted the picture. <laughs> Vegas Bowl activities today continue. BYU and Utah will be involved with some service opportunities between 9 and 10 a.m. local time. Uh, 9 and 11 a.m. local time. So that's happening right now. Yeah, so they're off to do some good in the community, which isn't part of, you know, bowl festivities. And And, and I think every bowl game does it. It's a great thing. BYU football just tweeted, Taysom Hill is there helping at Opportunity Village. And he was last year. He he visited kids at a hospital. It was like one of the most life-changing experiences I've ever seen. If you're not going to be at practice... That's a great activity to give back. BYU will practice at Rebel Park, UNLV's practice field, between 11.30 and 3.30, and then they get to go to the Cirque du Soleil show tonight. So this is an organized bowl. Not as much free time for the players, but uh, Las Vegas knows how to do it big. Yeah, and while they're at Cirque du Soleil, we're going to be at Star Wars. So it's, you know, I think we win then. Hey, the real question is about <laughs> tomorrow. Like, if you're not going to wear the Star Wars t-shirt, are, are you at least going to jump into the pool at the end of the show? Now, there's been questions about that. Listen. 
I want to be. You talked about. I don't want to be in a hospital with hypothermia the day of BYU Utah. Can we get a doctor I, to sign off that Jaron will be okay health wise? I've I've done some dumb things on this show. A lot of dumb things. I'm not doing that. You've got. I thought I would, and then it can. It's got to be like in the 60s now. I I said 50s. You know what? Boom! <laughs> the you, health, my health is important. You've got to give the people what they want. Can we, if a doctor give the signs people off, what they want. Like if Some we get a doctor, nuts. if we get a doctor to sign off on this, like he'll be okay if he's in Not there all for doc- ten seconds. There are doctors who aren't as. There are bad doctors. What if fans have warm up? blankets for you? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. It's you're saying there's a chance. This isn't about me. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This is about. Kalani Sataki. Here are today's BYU Sports <laughs> Nation headlines. Speaking of, anchors away. Psych. Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo says Niamatanono <laughs> to the BYU job and remains the head coach for the midshipmen. Oh. Oregon State defensive coordinator Kalani Sataki now appears to be BYU's primary candidate. More on that in a moment. At the Fremont Street experience last night, Utah backup defensive lineman Seni Fawanuku said the following. BYU, y'all, y'all a good team, but you're a dirty team. What? Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Okay. That's okay. when the party started last night. We were there. BYU wide receiver Taryn Houck had something to say about that on Fuel Twitter. Fuel to the fire. Yes. Fuel to the fire. Yes. Fire emoticon, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> it's another fun chapter in the rivalry. Sure, he's yeah. Awesome. T-shirts are already being made on Twitter. <laughs> like fan bases are going at it again. I loved it. It was a little oh. too friendly for me, and then that happened. I was like, yes, <laughs> welcome to big. Yeah, fan the flame. Post-practice comments from BYU yesterday include this. BYU saved $300,000 by choosing to bus to Las Vegas instead of charter a flight. That money will go to expand the weight room. That's good. Oh Yeah, always with facilities you want to help out. And then personnel notes from practice yesterday. Garrett Jurgens, who broke his collarbone, I believe, against ECU or Cincinnati, uh, is back. He's ready for this game. Squally Canada should play, and Manoa Picula, senior linebacker, should play as well. You know who else is going to play? Bronson Kafusi. Uh, yeah. And he's also going to play in the 2016 East-West Shrine game, which we really shouldn't be that surprised about after the, the year that he's had. Good honor. Another opportunity for him to get on the stage and catch the attention of NFL scouts. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Two head coaching candidates and no dirty football. In an effort to remind BYU fans that the rivalry is real, Jerem just referenced this, Utah defensive lineman Seni Faonuku took to the mic last night during the Fremont Street experience. They are having an Outback Steakhouse dinner, a dance-off. It's all fun. There's DJs up there. He takes the mic during the dance-off and says, I don't dance. I throw hands. Okay? Then called BYU essentially a good team but a dirty team. Now, he tried his darndest to put the emphasis on the actual game on Saturday yeah. and succeeded for like an hour, but then 60 minutes later, it's like, oh, okay, enough of that. What about the coach? Back, back, <laughs> back to the coach. I, this happened in Miami, too. Alternate storylines happened that took away from the game. Like, women's volleyball was going to the Final Four. We were like, wow, that's awesome. So that got attention. It's st- the focus still is not on BYU playing Utah. It's on the coaching surge with the fan base. Although you're right, it did for a little while turn yeah, like, it that like way. Thirty minutes or an hour, and people are talking about it nationally. It's a story. It's a story. You know, Stuart Mandela, Fox Sports said this: "This bowl game is the greatest <laughs> thing ever." <laughs> I agree too. I love it. I said for weeks leading up to this, I didn't think this would happen, but it's my biggest dream come true that BYU could play 
in the Vegas Bowl yes. against Utah. Yes. It's fantastic. Bronco Mendenhall's last game. All the Squally Canada's playing. Devon Blackman trying to get a touchdown. We'll, we uh, talked to the Devon Blackman earlier. We'll air that uh, a little bit later. Tanner Mangum is a freshman going up against senior Travis Wilson. Just all these storylines and in this game. And then there's a the coaching search. And it just puts it on the, the back seat. Now, speaking of the coaching search, which again has pushed its way back to the top of the headlines for all BYU fans across the country, or most, I should say, and that brings us to today's Twitter question. Kalani Sataki or Kyle Whittingham and why? And and is there anybody else? Lance Anderson said he's happy at Stanford. He's out. They're, They're not, you know, sources aren't bringing Lance Anderson into this. It appears that it's Kalani Sataki. And maybe Kyle Whittingham. And we talked about this yesterday, and that's our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN weigh-in. I'll weigh in in a moment. At BYU underscore Blackwell. Kalani, mainly because he would most likely be at BYU for the long haul, plus he brings passion, life to the program. He is the front runner uh, among the fan base for BYU fans. But weigh in, tell us what you think. Uh, Kalani Sataki is my pick as well. Um, He is a little more risky because he hasn't been a head coach, but he is a BYU guy. He is Polynesian. BYU's never had a Polynesian head coach before. It would bring. He's had experience in the Pac-12. He's gotten guys to the NFL, quite a bit of them. I think that that would be a good hire. Now, I said this yesterday. I'll repeat it. Today and tomorrow are Kalani Sataki days. Early next week, still Kalani Sataki. As soon as the bowl game's over, if BYU has not announced a guy, Kyle Whittingham's going to be in the mix. Well, you would think because why else would why it extend he? that long? Why wouldn't he? And we talked to Kyle Whittingham last night, two-on-one. That's coming up on the show. Yeah, what does he think about the game? We actually talked to him about the game on Saturday after he has reviewed film. What's got him concerned about BYU? Now, here, here is the thing. There are some concerns that BYU and Utah players might be so distracted with what's happening off the field with all this coaching stuff floating in the air. Utah's not. Well, some of those players are wondering, is is my coach, is he going to go to BYU? So they're kind of dragged into this a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Not as much as BYU. But Remington Peck kind of put all that to rest last night when you were talking to him about where BYU is mentally, at least for the seniors who are going for a 10th win. I don't play football for my coaches, and I, I respect them but I play football for guys like Bronx. I play football for my teammates, the guys that put in the work, the guys that are next to me. Remington Peck kind of put it in perspective, was, look, we're playing for each other. It's Utah. And he told us before it was announced, like a month ago, I would love to play Utah in the bowl game. This is what he wanted. It's not going to be hard for him to get him and the guys around him motivated to play this game. For a senior, no, absolutely not. And I think initially that there was this thought that it might be like, let's get Bronco his 100th, right? That's kind of gone away. I think the players understand, look, it's a business. They're going to do what they have to do. We, we get, want 10 we wins. We get it, but look, we've yeah, got to yeah, rally. Yeah. Listen, if they're going to commit to Virginia but still be here, let's, let's win it for ourselves. Players make plays. Coaches coach. You know what I mean? That, that whole conversation. You would hope that there would be one there. I don't think that there's dissonance on this team, but it's not the same cohesion, and it couldn't be when you have you know guys wearing Virginia stuff around and – making calls for Virginia stuff after the BYU prep, whatever, it doesn't matter. If they can unite for this one game, get it done, you move on. Now, this is unprecedented in BYU football history in that it's kind of taking a long time to locate that new coach. And it's, it deals with the Army-Navy game and being able to talk to Ken Niamato Lolo. Like, we had to wait a little while to talk to him. And it's, it's just a tough situation for BYU in that Waiting regard. Waiting on Kyle Whittingham yes, to a degree with the Vegas Bowl, which brings us to the stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It is now day 13 of the BYU football head coaching search. That is now longer than it took BYU to hire Bronco Mendenhall. Now think about this, too. When BYU uh, heard that Lavelle Edwards was retiring, they wanted to get Andy Reid. Okay? He could have been the head coach here. They were, they were trying to get him. Didn't work out. He was invested with Eagles. They hired Gary Cronin. So the job was sort of offered to another guy and came to another guy. Sound familiar? Uh, Kyle Whittingham accepted the job, right? Or did he? Went to Utah. Went to Bronco. Now Ken Niamatololo turns it down, and another dude's going to get it. This is how it's happened. This is how it's happened the last three uh, openings for BYU with the football head coach. And guess what? One of those two worked out. It was fine. Gary Croton that first year, pretty good. The next three, no. Made a change. But Bronco wasn't the first choice either. Yeah, interesting. It's the most uniquely publicized, sometimes scrutinized position, I think, in all of college football because you're not just the face of a football program, but you're a major player for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And when you mix those You're two together... You're the highest paid employee, exactly, which is Exactly, which is why I say it's so Besides us unique. Two. It's <laughs> now the, Combined yes, times... Yeah, Jerem's joke of the day. Woo! I'll have plenty more. Hey, I'll be, hey, I'll be down at the MGM at uh, 9. Okay. <laughs> wait, no, you'll be at Star Wars, that's, man. That's right. It's two and a half hours. I can't wait. at Star Wars. So Speaking of coach speak... You were talking to Gianni Paul, star linebacker for Utah yesterday, and you you put it out there. You gave him an intense, op- man. you gave him an opportunity to say, you know, hey, we we're really good at these things. But uh, he he responded with this when you asked him, "What does BYU do better? No, what is, or what does no. Utah? Sorry, what does Utah do better than BYU?" I don't think we do nothing better than BYU. I think BYU a great team. I think we'll be a great team, and uh, I, I believe uh, two great th- teams gonna go at it come Saturday. Are you buying that, Jerem? No, but uh, that's respectful. And he hasn't played in a BYU-Utah game, I don't believe. Transfer from Miami. Um, I do want to add this, though. He had his game face on with me. I'm obviously, you know, I, I say I'm with BYU TV. Well, you got a big BYU TV microphone BYU in his TV. face. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as we end the interview, I was going to say, hey, thanks, and shake his hand. He turned and didn't look at me <laughs> after that. And I thought, okay, okay that's fair. You know, I, I get it. We're not, we're not like friends or even acquaintances. <laughs> It's all good. Oh, all good, man. Long live the rivalry. He's a good player. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Kalani Sataki or Kyle Whittingham and why? Let's get some of your tweets. It's Twitter time. At Rennie Hicks, if Kyle is willing to announce the head coaching job by crossing the field to join BYU during the game, then I say yes. Otherwise, willing to cross the Sataki. field. Yeah, that's not going to happen. These people have these like crazy, funny mental images drawn up of like how Broncos this is going to play. Hand yet. him his hat at the end. No, come on. This at, isn't a movie. This is real life. It's wait, it's not. Wait, what? At D Royal O three. Sataki, hands down, young, fiery, will bring the warrior element to this team. He's a BYU man, man. Now, uh, there was a tweet just sent out of a clean-shaven Kalani Sataki uh, in Utah. There you go. There you go. Hey, by the way, vote on our Twitter poll. After tomorrow's BYU Sports Nation, should Jerem Jordan give the people what they want? 65% say belly flop into the pool, Jerem. 
Hey, that's great. <laughs> Up next, BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum joins us. How is he going to attack Utah's defense? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. We are live from the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. They've been great to us, and they have brought some space heaters. They're not really biased. It's more for the people around us. They deserve it more than we do, man. They're out here early. They do. They've been here since like 5 a.m. They just show up like a bunch of divas right before. (laughs) Where's my hot chocolate? <laughs> yeah. No, everyone's been great. It's been awesome. Hey, countdown to kickoff. Our pregame show is live Saturday, 2.30 Eastern time. We'll be live from Provo and Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas to get you ready for BYU in Utah, 2.30 Eastern time Saturday. Twitter question today. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN to reply. Kalani Sataki or Kyle Whittingham and why as the next head BYU football coach potentially at True Brew Coog says if there's an equal chance to get them there's no other choice Witt would hands down be the best coach available a lot of people look at him as he's the safe pick because he's a proven commodity he comes with a ton of head coaching experience and he's had great success he got he essentially got Utah into the Pac-12 he was the guy in charge when they got into the Pac-12 Texas, on the heels of Urban Meyer. Texas and Oklahoma got Utah into the Pac-12. Yes, Let's that not too, credit them that too, too much. But if they didn't go... It's Utah, so I'm hesitant to credit okay. them too much. No, okay. Texas and Oklahoma did All that. Right. Um, no, Witt is a really good coach. Really good coach. Similar resume to Bronco in terms of wins. And they won the Pac-12 South uh, nine games. Obviously... Kyle Whittingham would be an excellent choice for BYU. I, I don't think BYU can go wrong with either of those two, honestly. Kalani is a flavor uh, that we, we don't know what flavor of head coach he is because he hasn't been a head coach. That's the intrigue there. And that's kind of exciting as well because Bronco Mendenhall didn't have any head coaching experience when he took over either. It was a new frontier. Yes, it was. And so maybe fans are more willing to do that again because the last time BYU hired a new coach, they took a chance. And it's a BYU guy. For whatever reason, if it's the dude from your school, you just trust him. A lot, yeah. right? Yes. How does Tanner Mangum, the quarterback, with all of this coaching fluctuating situation, take on one of the nation's top defenses and exploit them? That's just one of the things we asked the BYU quarterback when he joined us earlier this morning. Here is that interview. Tanner, how much are you enjoying Las Vegas right now in this balmy 39-degree weather? <laughs> a little chilly this morning, but uh, it's been fun. It's been a good trip so far. Can't, can't complain. What's up with us talking to you outdoors in the cold, man? I know this is round two. I guess I just <laughs> can't make it in the Studio B yet. You've got the it. hand warmer yeah, right yeah. there. The I haven't, hot coat I haven't earned the you. indoor interview yet. <laughs> You're getting there. Yeah, I'm small, getting there. Small steps. Maybe the third time's a charm. Okay, so serious question. What did you think when you heard that Ken Niamatololo <laughs> was not going to be the head coach and the triple option was not coming to BYU? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting time. You know, we're we're full throttle practicing for Utah, uh, getting ready for the game. Obviously, that stuff's happening, but it's almost like a, like it's on the side. And when you hear about it, it's like, oh, that's that's cool, that's interesting. And then you just keep going with your life. You kind of just you don't really think about it or dwell on it too much. Uh, I'm. I'm really, it's, it sounds cliche, but I'm really just focusing on the game. And then later, I'll kind of worry about the coaching situation. Is it weird to think that you'll have a different head coach maybe next week? And you have a game and you're focused on that, but a lot's happening right now, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, we all understand this is the last game for Coach Menhall, last game for a lot of our coaches. 
so we're kind of enjoying it, you know, embracing the, the opportunity um, you know, to, to play with them one last time, you know, hopefully, you know, send them out, send them out on a high note. But yeah, it is a little weird to think that as soon as next week, maybe we might have some new coaches coming in, coming in through the building, which will be different. But uh, you, know, you just gotta gotta roll with it. Now you're a unique personality, almost advantageous in a situation like this because you compartmentalize, and your coaches, Beck and Mendenhall, have both said that you do a good job with that. So for those guys that can't compartmentalize, just how distracting this can be between Vegas and the coaching search, what? What do you tell them? How do you help them stay focused on the game? I really just do think it's a mental decision. You just have to make yourself. And I think a lot of our guys are really good at that. We've done a really good job as a team of really staying focused. Our practices have not been uh, derailed by by the whole situation. We've been very um, high energy, up-tempo. Everyone's having fun, enjoying this experience. And, you know, we're not letting the outside distractions, you know, affect us on the inside. That's, that's, that's the key. And uh, so I think it just, it just comes down to a mental decision of, of controlling the controllable, you know, of just um, focusing on the task at hand, not worrying about anything else, focusing on what we can control. You know, we can't control the situation. We can't control who's going to be hired. All we can control is our effort, our preparation, and how we practice. So that's all we're, I'm worried about right now. Beginning of the season, uh, you know, I think maybe you thought, okay, I'll back up Taysom, we'll, we'll figure it out and go from there. And then all of a sudden you're playing and now you're the National Freshman of the Year. What did that mean to be announced as that? Well, a huge honor, definitely. I mean, I was a little surprised when, when they called and told me that. Uh, and when they told me, you know, the previous winners that have won the award, I mean, that's, that's a big honor and a big, uh, and a big privilege to be able to, to receive that. Um, but as far as... You know, individual awards go. I'm not too worried about it. And I'm not too concerned. Obviously, it's a big honor, and uh, but the bigger award that I'm worried about is uh, right now is to hold up the trophy on sure, Saturday. Sure. What What is that conversation like when they call you? Hey, Tanner, you're really good. You won this <laughs> award. Thank you. Cool. What's next? How did that go? It was uh, Duff Tittle. He, he works for BYU, and he just let me know, hey, the, the Touchdown Club of, Club of Columbus, they do the Sammy Baugh Award. They do a Freshman of the Year Award, and they – Call and let me know that uh, that they'll be giving that freshman of the year award to you this year. And I was just in the locker room, you know, surrounded by everyone. But I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Do I get yeah, uh, free dinner in February? I guess? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is it impossible to treat this game like any other game? I know you guys use uh, nameless, faceless. It's Utah. No, right? it, it is different, definitely, just because of the whole situation. I mean, it's a bowl game. It's a rivalry game. It's the last game of, of our coaches. So <laughs> there's a lot going into it, a lot of storylines. So, yeah, you definitely don't treat that the same. You know, you definitely have more, uh, a little bit more motivation, I guess you could say. But at the same time, when it comes down to practice and preparation, it's the same as any other game. You know, we're not practicing extra or doing, you know, different drills or different things. It, it's still like we're preparing for any other team. You know, when, when we, we run our plays, the same plays. When we throw the ball, you know, throwing the same ball. So as far as that concerned, as that's concerned, I'm, I'm just trying to stay, you know, level, not trying to do too much or play outside of myself. But there definitely is a lot of extra motivation, as, as shown last night. <laughs> I'm gathering that helps with your ability to be able to focus better as a team. Too. I mean, with all the distractions, like, hey, it's Utah, so it shouldn't take that much convincing to be like, we need to focus on oh, this definitely. team. Oh, definitely. Exactly. Because of the situation, because of who we're playing, I mean, it kind of helps us. Uh, you know, there's not a lot uh, more that, that motivates a team like that, you know, to be able to play your rival in a bowl game. So I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about us. Did last night wake things up a little bit? <laughs> I think he stirred the pot a little bit. I mean, we already knew it was a, 
a heated rivalry. I think, you know, they're just a little bit stirring in the pot now, trying to get us a little riled up. But, hey, it's, it's part of the rivalry, I guess you could say. Hey, how come you didn't get up and dance and, and Johnny Linehan did? <laughs> He's got the moves. <laughs> from, from, the <laughs> Maybe from the 90s. Oh, there, was a, there was a legitimate was, dance-off, and I thought I saw Johnny go first, and I was like, oh, boy, I here honestly, we go. I had no idea he could dance. <laughs> I thought he did well yeah, he was for good. what it is. Oh, right? He Absolutely. was good. Yeah. The judges loved him. I, think, I didn't even I hear think, her one. I, I was he, a little distracted. I think his New Zealand accent before okay. going up, I think he, you know, you know, charm. Yeah, wooed the crowd a little bit, mm-hmm. but he did a good job. I was impressed. Yeah. What does Utah do defensively that grabs your attention as you prepare for the Utes? Well, their defense is, is very strong. It's it's one of their, their biggest strengths, uh, and especially their, their man coverage. You know, their, their defense is, uh, is very physical, very tough. You know, DBs are known for you know just manning guys up, and and uh, and that's that's exciting for us. You know, it's it's going to be a, a big challenge, big opportunity for us to to prove uh, you know how you know how we how we match up with them. So you know, they've done a good job all season long, and for for a long time, you know, for the, for a lot of years, they've done they've been a really you know, tough defense, um, one of the toughest defenses in the country. So it's something that's uh, exciting for us, something that we're we've been practicing for, preparing for, and something that we're ready to go. Uh, you know, go go play on Saturday. Yeah. Do they remind you of anybody like a, a Michigan or Missouri in the way they play defense? Uh, yeah, there's there's some similarities to to Michigan um, because you know Utah is a very tough uh, front front seven. I mean, especially their their D line. You know, the def- defensive line is very big, very stout, just like Michigan was. Didn't necessarily have to blitz a lot just because those guys are good at creating pressure and then just manning guys up in the in the in the secondary, which is you know something that we struggle with in that game. But we've have that's not the only game we saw it. Um, what other games did you see? We, it? we saw man in a lot of games. We saw it man in UCLA, um, uh, Missouri, Cincinnati. Uh, so I mean, it's not something that that we're not uh, accustomed to. You know, we've seen it before. We've played it against it before. So now it's just being able to execute, go out, and just play our game. What makes you confident that you can kind of execute the way you want to against that type of physical defense that Utah and Michigan play? I think a lot of it's just in practice. You know, that's that's the key is being able to just rep it and rep it and rep it and get used to it. Get used to playing physical. Get used to playing tough. Um, get used to to running man beating man beater routes. Um, you know, being being ready to go. You know, not, not being afraid of contact, not being afraid of a of, of press or a cornerback jamming you at the line. You just got to accept that, and then be ready to beat it. So a lot of it's you know mental, is being prepared for it, and then physically just being ready to go. At what point in your preparation in a given week for a game do you feel ready to play? Uh, ooh, I, honestly, like Monday, Tuesday. Went, I mean, right, right at the beginning. I'm after one practice or two. I'm already excited to go. I mean. Uh, our coaches do a good job of putting in a good game plan, you know, adding in new plays, new formations, uh, new personnel groups, um, you know, for that specific matchup that week. So after we, you know, after that first practice, and I see the new things we have going on, and see the the, the strategy and the game plan, it gets me gets me pumped. So you know, the bowl preparation has been kind of long. So I'm just doing my best, you know, stay patient, just take it one day at a time, one practice at a time. But uh, it's a, uh, you know, I think both teams are excited to play. Last question, Tanner. Have you had a conversation as a team since last night about not throwing hands? <laughs> there were, uh, you know, a few, few guys, you know, making reference to that. <laughs> a few. I think we were mostly trying to interpret what was being said. I mean, there, it didn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense, but uh, 
You know, we'll, we'll be sure to, to not throw hands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> throw hands, our, on, throw hands our, on the field. Yeah, we'll keep our hands <laughs> to ourselves. <Yeah. laughs> That's probably a good plan. Yeah. Tanner, great to have you again. Thanks, thanks for having me. The BYU quarterback, freshman of the year, according to the Touchdown Club of Ohio. They also award the Sammy Baugh Trophy. Tanner Mangum ready to go against Utah. I mean, he didn't say anything that I didn't expect him to. He's he when I asked when I pointed out that he is a unique personality that way, that his ability to compartmentalize, he absolutely is. I mean, and all coaches believe- wish that that their players could all think that way mentally in a situation like this. It would be easy for him to come on this show and just say the right thing and do the right thing when the camera's on. He does it off the field too. Yes. So he's really looking at just Utah. Obviously, there's distractions. It's not the same. But Tanner Mangum is well-equipped to lead BYU to victory Saturday. That's what excites me, that BYU lost a Heisman Trophy candidate but has not dropped off. They have played really well. BYU in Utah on ABC National Saturday, 3.30 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff an hour before 2.30 Eastern. Live on BYU TV. We'll get you set for one of the most epic matchups in BYU football history. Joining us next, the head football coach of Utah, Kyle Whittingham. We go two-on-one with Witt. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. We're broadcasting live from Las Vegas in Radio Vision. We'll be here tomorrow as well, so if you're in the area, you want to hang out. We have some fans that showed up today, which is fantastic. Uh, Awesome. I know a couple from Las Vegas, one from Alaska. Wearing the blue goggles right now. Awesome. Uh, We appreciate that. So we'll be here tomorrow again at the Hard Rock Hotel. Come hang out, 9 a.m. Pacific time. And then Saturday, we will be live for a special edition of the show from Sam Boyd Stadium, noon Eastern, same time. Get you ready for kickoff. There'll be an hour and a half break. Then countdown to kickoff will be on. Plenty of stuff to do here. Rooms available. Restaurants. Jeremy already saw a concert this week. That's right. Silver Sun Pickups. <laughs> or as our producer keeps saying, the Sunshine Boys. It's like, <laughs> it's, they have a name, and that's not it, man. The Sunshine Boys. Oh, so good. Ah, my stomach hurts. I've laughed a lot today. But that's a good thing, right? My stomach hurts from shaking. <laughs> Oh, let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. But first, before we do that, Jerem, mm. a poll update. We sent it out. What do you want Jerem to do at the end of tomorrow's show? Do you want him to belly flop into the pool? Do you want him to cannonball? Do you want him to stay nice and warm? How about, how about getting in or not? Hey, look. Why, why are there specific ways in which I'm going in? Because it's fun. 15 Fun for you. Exactly. 15% <laughs> of the people want you to stay Warm and dry. So you have 15? Yes. So you can you can thank those out there that How are, many votes? I think 250 plus. No, 300. 15%, huh? So what's 15% of 300? 45. That would, yep, 45. Okay. It's down to 14 now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love most of you. I love about 15% of the you. The belly 14. flop is 65%, I believe, at oh last boy. glance. So there listen, you go. Listen, tomorrow on the show, I will decide live. Oh, you're gonna drag, you're gonna drag d- it out. I'll drag it out. This is the media. We'll drag it out. May, I may or may not jump in. <laughs> Spencer Lentonese may or may not. <laughs> uh, my money's on. I think you're going through with it, man. <sighs> I'm so. I'm not even warm now. Are you torn? Oh, my goodness. He's torn. Yes, he will decide tomorrow. Decision 2015. Jeremy. Yeah, LeBron James has nothing like it on was, me. It was the hair Jim last Gray year. is going to fly in. We're going to chat about it. No, wait. The hair happened this year, technically, didn't it? Um, yes. Yes. In any way. <laughs> it happened this year. In March. 
<laughs> Hashtag oh. sheep shears. Nine months later, Jerem's considering jumping into a very, very. I don't want to be just like the gag pool. guy on this team, on this BYU Sports Nation team, though. Oh, shave your head, jump in the pool, oh, clown. Oh. I want to be more than that. You are, but wanna, you're also that. Okay. <laughs> You're also the guy that had to shave his head. That was, I, I brought that on myself. Listen, yeah, though. Like, that's how true. much awesome publicity does that generate for this show? I guess it helps. Yes. It was, a, it was yes. enough about me. Let's do something okay. else on this yes. show. Okay. Jeez. BYUSN headlines. Ken Niamatololo turned down BYU yesterday. He will remain at Navy as the head coach. Kalani Sataki, defensive coordinator at Oregon State, former BYU player, appears to be the primary candidate now. We'll find out. Hopefully soon at the Fremont Street Experience last night, Utah backup defensive lineman Seni Faonuku said the following, BYU, y'all a good team, but you're a dirty team. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Now, don't start nothing, won't be nothing is actually in Utah's, I think, training facilities, like that phrase. No, that was photoshopped in there to make oh, was fun it? of them. Oh, yes. see, I was like, yes. wait, what? Yeah, BYU senior wide receiver Taryn Howe tweeted, fuel to the fire last night. And then Stuart Mandel, Fox Sports, said, this bowl game is the greatest thing ever. Wait, that came from at Boney Fuller, didn't it? Yes. Okay, then it's not real. Yeah, you, yep. just, you just got fooled. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. He's fooled a lot of people. The, the naivete is uh, is prevalent here on BYU Sports Nation today. Uh, BYU, $300,000 saved by busing down to Las Vegas. That's going to go to expand the weight room, which is it's a great thing. They've been wanting to do this for a while, and this was their opportunity to kind of do that. All right. What should we do next? Uh, we should talk about how Garrett Jurgens is going to play. Squally Canada okay. is going to play. Okay. Uh, Mano Pikula is going to play. Bronson Kafusi also in the East-West Shrine game. Oh, yeah. That's and we, awesome. And we went two-on-one with Utah's head coach Kyle Whittingham yesterday at the reception party at Fremont Street. What is he worried about after watching BYU on film? Here is our two-on-one BYU Sports Nation with Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Kyle, how is the dynamic of playing in the Las Vegas Bowl this year been the most different from coming down here last year against Colorado State? Well, I think obviously because of the opponent. I mean, the, the rivalry game uh, being moved down here to Las Vegas is, is very unique. Uh, I believe it's, it's got to be the first time it's ever been played outside the state of Utah and probably the first time that it hasn't been on one of the two schools' campuses. And so uh, that puts a, a unique twist on it. Uh, I know our fans are excited, uh, particularly our, our, our players, our seniors are, are really excited as well. You know, they were, they thought that uh, they had no more opportunity to play in the rivalry game, but here we are with the with uh, the circumstances all lined up, and and uh, away we go. You look at BYU on film, but then you see BYU in person. Does that make it a little more real for you that okay, we're actually going to do this? Uh, not really, because we're so used to it. You know, we've been playing it, with exception of the last two years. Obviously, we're, we're used to the the preparation and, and studying them and. And uh, I have to admit, we had to play some catch-up because we haven't watched him this year at all because we didn't think we were going to play him. And so we were really starting to square one because the last time we really studied them was two years ago when the team has pretty much turned over since then. So, so and I'm sure they're in the same boat. But, but uh, that was a little bit different because usually you play them every year and you know exactly who they have coming back, who they're losing. But when you're, when you're away from it for a couple of years, you know, we kind of lost touch of that. Now that you have had time to look at them on film, is there anything that jumps out to you that is a major concern as you prepare for BYU? The size of the receivers, you know, obviously is a concern. Our, our corners, we got a couple tall guys, but but uh, there are some mismatches there. Uh, the freshman quarterback is uh, looks like, although he's older than some of our seniors, but he's, he's, he's still a freshman nonetheless. The LDS guy made the age joke. Yeah, so, but uh, but uh, he's, you know, we've faced some really good freshmen this year. Uh, Rosen at UCLA. 
uh, Browning at Washington, two tremendous seniors, and he's he's right in the class of those guys. I mean, he's a good decision maker, a lot of poise, uh, strong arm, very accurate, very accurate, and uh, looks like they've got themselves a good quarterback for years to come. How has the almost two-year hiatus affected the rivalry, in your opinion? We'll find out. You know, I don't know. I think I think in some ways it might have been good for it. You know, to, to take a step back and and gain some perspective and maybe. Uh, uh, you know, let things cool down a little bit. But, uh, none the, you know, that being said, it's still going to be intense and it's going to be uh, a great game. And, you know, traditionally and historically, this game's going to come down to the you know last series or last play. That's how it usually ends up. As you move forward and, and you play this game, what is it that you want to accomplish? What do you want to see from your team on Saturday? Clean play uh, in our losses this year, our three losses. We, we didn't take care of the ball well enough, a lot of turnovers. And so we've got to be, uh, we've got to protect the football. Uh, defensively, we've been pretty consistent all year long, so we've got to continue playing consistently on defense. And uh, special teams, we've had some good things happen to us on special teams this year, but we need to make a few impact plays on special teams in this game. Because of the ticket situation, do you feel that it's pseudo-road? Semi, yeah. I, th- I don't know what the, the disparity or the discrepancy was, but I know it wasn't equal. But uh, I'm sure there's going to be more blue in the stands than red. Kyle Whittingham with us yesterday at the reception party at Fremont Street, two-on-one with BYU Sports Nation. I had to call him out on the age joke, yes. the, L- the yes. LDS guy. And you got a laugh out of that. You got a laugh out of that. And pseudo, I'm, I was serious about the pseudo road game. Okay, Utah, I get the sense that they're annoyed, right? More the fans maybe than the players. They don't care. They're just going to play, right? And but, f- yeah. but there's a lot. There's going to be more BYU fans in the stands. It's not... It's not going to be neutral. It's going to be BYU-ish. And for the record, Kyle Whittingham is very aware of the coaching situation. He's paying attention to yeah, it. absolutely. Why wouldn't he be? Exactly. Why would he not be? So these people are like, oh, it's not even on his mind. Yes, it is. And that makes this game even more interesting. Because what if Kyle Whittingham is the head coach of BYU next week? That would be wild. And then you look back on the game. Like, nothing's going to happen today, tomorrow, Saturday with Kyle Whittingham and BYU to me. No way. So do you want, not do you want, is it going to be Kalani Sataki or Kyle Whittingham and why? At calm underscore spaghetti says this on what Twitter. What a Twitter name. I want K. Witt because he has head coaching experience and a proven track record, but Kalani is the more realistic option. I don't know about that. Who knows right now? That's the thing. And people are like, well... How can BYU pay Kyle Whittingham? We don't know how much BYU can offer Kyle Whittingham. We don't know. Listen, if the dude takes the BYU job, he doesn't even have to move. What Bronco said about that, though, was interesting. He's like, look, you're missing the point. If, you're, if you want to come to BYU to get rich like that, you're coming to like you're not going to be the coach here. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> However, that said, we don't know. I mean... Can BYU? It's going to be one of those two, though. Make an attractive Probably enough offer. Kalani Sataki, in my opinion. So more realistic. Is it more realistic, or is it just your opinion that Kalani is the coach? Just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look, we've had a fantastic time here at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. You can check out some of the culinary specials here, just for BYU fans. Okay. At Mr. Lucky's 24/7, Cosmo Cougar pancakes <laughs> okay. for nine bucks. Also, University Chili Fries. And they have fry sauce. You whoa, just have to ask. Whoa. Maybe the only place outside of Utah that has fry sauce? Does any other place in the country? Okay, BYU Sports Nation, we need you to go to work because fry sauce is a very important thing to Utah They've people. clocked in. They're okay. watching, the sh- yes. watching the show. Does man. fry sauce exist in any other state besides a, Utah and now Nevada? It's a very Utah thing to ask. I know. It is. Yeah. It totally is. 
but we're asking the nation. The nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. You going to jump into the pool or what? I'll tell you tomorrow because okay. I have to figure that out still. Fine, fine. Devon Blackman joins us next. The BYU wide receiver, what would it mean for him to catch a touchdown pass? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from our new studio, the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Is this where we're going to be all winter? It's going to be like this every day? (laughs) Please no. Wow. I need uh, some boots or something. Hey, we've been talking about the second best play of the 2015 BYU football season. We've been doing a Twitter bracket. We have the final quarterfinal to announce today. I see what you did there. Yep. Uh, four seed Tanner Mangum, 84-yard touchdown pass to Mitchell Jurgens, goes up against the five seed Kainakua pick six. Okay. And the winner is, with Ooh. 53% Ooh. of the vote, Tanner Mangum's bomb against Boise. So all of the top four seeds advance. Chalk. Yeah, chalk, right? So now we move to the semifinals. Today's matchup is this. The aforementioned Mangum 84-yard touchdown against versus Boise against top-seeded, also Tanner Mangum to Mitchell Jurgens star man, Boise State game winner. So this is Tanner Mangum to Mitchell Jurgens against itself, right? Ooh. Vote on Twitter. We will announce the winner amanana. By the way, when you throw the ball 65 yards in the air, sprinting out to your right, going out of bounds. It hurts my arm. And hit him in stride. Like... The actual athletic ability displayed during that play for me yeah. wins. Yeah, but then Starman. But Starman <laughs> wins the game. Starman would have won the da- dance contest last night. Starman wins the game. Yeah. Oh, man. Because Mitchell Jurgens dances. He doesn't, <sighs> he doesn't throw hands. How does it feel to score a touchdown as a wide receiver? That is something that Devon Blackman has had to wonder about. He's had a fantastic season. In fact, he is the receiver at BYU with the second most catches ever behind Nate Mickle without a touchdown. And he's closing in on them. And he's closing in on becoming the leader in that category. But what would a touchdown catch mean to Devon Blackman? He is our next guest. We spoke to him earlier today, and we discussed that with a few other things. Devon, what is the best thing that you have done since you've been down here celebrating the pre-bowl game activities? Um, uh, Just relaxing. Just getting some sleep, catching up on some Z's, man. I've been studying for finals, so I haven't been getting to bed till like 3 a.m. So best thing for me has just been relaxing, sleep. How and, many more finals do you have? Um, I got one more. I got one more. But my teacher's been patient with me, so uh, been patient with me, so uh, – Shout out to my teachers, but yeah, I got one more. <laughs> you were on Twitter recently. What was it? Two weeks ago? Yeah, trying to study for a, I think a religion final. Yeah, did Twitter King, help. King of Benjamin. That's right. Yeah. Did, did that help? Yeah, it did. Shout out to all the people who helped me too, man. <laughs> Thank y'all. I appreciate it. But no, nah, yeah, definitely, man. It helped. Um, actually, got to be on my paper. So we got to be on my paper. I think we got to be on my paper. Let's clarify that Devon right Blackman now. Blackman and company. Hey, if all else fails, go to the Twitter machine, right? That's, that's, that's what it's used for, right? Social media. Devon Blackman that's exactly right. on BYU Sports Nation. So much has been said about the fantastic season that you've had, but it hasn't included a touchdown catch. <laughs> what would a touchdown catch mean to you in the bowl game? Um, it would mean a lot. It will mean a lot, but, I mean, at this point, it don't matter. Uh, a touchdown doesn't define if you're good or not, if you're the best receiver or not, I feel like. But uh, 
it just hasn't happened yet. And you know that's that's somehow that's sometimes the way the cookie crumble. You know, um, it a touchdown would be good, but I will I, I want to win. You know what I mean? That that's that's more important to me. What's it like right now in the locker room with the team, with everything going on and trying to play a game? I mean, like I said before, uh, I'm a senior, so I'm playing for the teams. Uh, the team. I'm not really playing for no coaches. I realize it's a business. You know what I mean? I've been knew that. I knew that when Chip Kelly left Oregon and I was there. So uh, it's a business. And you know what I mean? I'm playing for the team. Um, and I think everybody on the team is playing for the team. Since it is BYU and Utah, what have your teammates said to you about the rivalry and about the importance maybe of this being a, a bigger game? Um, they said a lot, actually. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. You know what I mean? I, the only rivalry I know is USC and UCLA. That's what I grew up watching. But uh, and even Oregon and Oregon State. But I it wasn't that in, I wasn't that involved. But uh, I, I can feel the tension from the rivalry now. As of last night, I felt a little bit of the tension. And um, the text that I'm getting from people, I feel the tension. So it's, it's 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 pretty big, I guess. The holy war, they call it. Devon, great to have you with us. Uh, how do you beat a team like Utah with their physical defense when they play like Michigan? Um, you got to trust in ourselves and focus on ourselves and take one play at a time. I wouldn't focus on Utah. You know what I mean? They have a good front seven, but we've seen some weaknesses, so we'll take advantage of them. We wish you the best of luck on Saturday. Thank you. I appreciate that. The pride of Rialto, California, Devon Blackman on BYU Sports Nation. I'm, I'm going to miss him for a lot of reasons. Not just because he's a great football player, but he's been a refreshing uh, change to the the culture and atmosphere in the BYU locker room and around the offices. Absolutely. You need people like Devon Blackman. You need his personality. You need his speed. You need his abilities. Uh, Hopefully he gets a touchdown in the Utah game. He's right. If he doesn't, you know, bummer, he doesn't get one. But it would be awesome. What if Devon Blackman has a game-winning touchdown against Utah? He would be. I'm I'm done. At that point, like, write the storybook. Like okay, in in a long time, a long time from now, we're going to be talking about this game because it's the first time they've ever played a neutral site, out of the state bowl game. All three of those. This will be the only time this ever happens. That's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. I just you're don't. Pro- you're probably right. I just don't see. I mean, they're playing for seven years in a row starting next year, and I can't imagine that that's going to go away. You never know, but I. Yeah, I agree with you. It's probably not going to happen. I just happen don't ever know again. that this will ever happen again. So many things had to fall into the right place for this to go down. We were told there's fry sauce at uh, certain spots in Washington, Idaho, and Colorado. Okay. So it's around. It's made its way. Someone said it's called goop in Oregon and Idaho. There you go. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Round gets you caught up to date on everything else going around the country. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it! Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Kenny Amatololo turns down BYU and remains at Navy. The Salt Lake Tribune and others are reporting that Kalani Sataki is BYU's primary candidate now. Also at the Fremont Street Experience last night, Utah backup defensive lineman Seni Faunuku said the following, BYU, y'all good team, but you're a dirty team. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Also, BYU senior wide receiver Taryn Houck tweeted fuel to the fire. And Fox Sports' Stuart Mandel said this bowl game is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. After practice yesterday, Bronco Mendenhall told B- uh, reporters that BYU saved $300,000 by choosing to bus to Las Vegas instead of chartering a flight. That money will go towards expanding the weight room and some personnel notes. Garrett Jurgens 
Squally Canada and Manoa Pakula are all expected to play in the Las Vegas Bowl. Bronson Kafusi has been invited to play in the 2016 East-West Shrine game. Women's basketball. Jeff Judkins signs four players for next season. Liz Eaton, sister of Lexi Rydalch, Brenna Chase, Shaylee Salmon from New Zealand, and Jeff Chapman's daughter Jessica, who will be a returned missionary. Men's basketball. The Cougars return to the Marriott Center with a game tomorrow night against the Central Michigan Chippewas. By the way, do you know what a Chippewa is? I finally... No, what is it? It's a it's an Indian tribe. Okay. So there you the go. Chippewas. There yeah, you go. There you go. So the Chippewas of Central Michigan visiting BYU 9 Eastern on BYU TV. You can watch that live. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler on the call. You can also listen to it on BYU Radio. Future guests, Bronco Mendenhall, head coach of Brigham Young University Football for now, uh, will be on. And John Beck will join us as well. And remember, we're here at the Hard Rock Hotel tomorrow and then live Saturday, special edition of the show, noon Eastern from Sam Boyd Stadium. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com <laughs> You're so excited. You're so excited. You just got yeah. back on the Star Like You heard that and you're like, Star I woke Wars! Up. Oh, yeah. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> Bronson Kafusi gets Horizon Shout being invited to the East-West Shrine game. He's had a he's had a fabulous season. Absolutely. He's gotten better with each game. Our Twitter question today, Kalani Sataki or Kyle Whittingham as the BYU head coach and why? At MJ Orton says, Kalani Sataki, sorry, but I can't put myself together to have Kyle as the head coach. I just can't do it. Hashtag rivalry. You'd forget quickly. And guess what? He's a BYU. He loved BYU first. Look, does Alabama care that Nick Saban coached at LSU? No. 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 They, look, they look at all no. their championship rings and, and go, no, I don't mind. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. Part of the history. Come to BYU. Go to a bowl game, as Brian Lovins yeah. says. Our elite tweet of the day at BYU LASF Jazz. Kyle Whittingham, nothing would please me more than to destroy the Utes and take their head coach, then face them the next year. That's elite. Thanks to Tanner Mangum, Kyle Whittingham, Devon Blackman, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Stock up on your fry sauce. Tweet at Jeremy. Convince him to jump in the pool tomorrow. Get it. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Hanson.